The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max wishes you a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Ladies and gentlemen, the Undisputed Era has arrived. You have the 25 days of Christmas. Impact's going to have the 25 days of releases. I send it you to deletion! Yeah! It's, uh, it's hashtag alpha versus omega. Let's just say hashtag aroused. <laughs> no, you're going to step in that ring, and you're going to be looking at me eye to eye, and you're going to realize you ain't got a chance. Thank God we don't have to talk about it anymore. Because she got that cancer out of there. Sean stole my answer. I'm just glad we don't have to talk about this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an insult. That is just a fact of life. I love a good pancake of positivity, but I was actually talking about our new holiday shirt. Ooh, yeah, who wants one? Yes. Dude, Take their nose off. Nobody likes noses. Listen, nobody wants your hideous shirts. Rusev Claus is here to give to these people what they really want. Show Show the people. Show the world. A brand new Happy Rusev Day shirt! No! Rusev Claus has only one list. It's the naughty list, yeah. and everybody's on it, including you, dear baby. And me? No, 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 you won't get it. Hoi! A point to your pancakes! A point to your pancakes! A point to your pancakes! What? You done flapped the wrong jack, sucker! You wanna fight? You got it! Happy Rusev Day! Rusev Day! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the back. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Beezer. Merry Mismas. It's right. It is time for Wrestling of the Max episode 279, part one. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go find all your great wrestling podcasts and a lot more. Don't forget to go hit that subscribe button and rate and review over at Wrestling of the Max. Once you do that, you get all of our great podcasts in one nice bow and package, and you'll get it to enjoy it every time we bring a new one out for you guys. And also, make sure you give big love to FormulaOneMania.com and last word on ProWrestling.com. Both great sites with great articles and a lot more to it over there that you're going to want to go check out. So please go support them because they support us. And also, the W2M Network is another place you go subscribe, rate, and review if you want not only our great podcast, but all the other great podcasts over there at the W2M.com family. So make sure you do that now if you haven't already. 
I am your host tonight, and along with me, I'm Gary Vaughn, and along with me is Mr. Paul Leeser, the birthday boy. Good save, Gary. <laughs> I know. I almost just <laughs> forgot myself, which is, you know, it's okay. It's okay to forget myself because, you know, it's your birthday, man. So I'll be in the background. You just enjoy your birthday, bro. I mean, 30 spins around the sun, Gary. Honest to God, I thought I would have been murdered before I made it this far. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) my family, God bless them. They put up with me every year. And uh, I wouldn't blame him one bit if I ended up in a shallow grave outside my house someday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd come visit you, Paul. I'd, I'd lay a flower or two over there and, you know, say say my hellos and my goodbyes and all that. So, oh, boy. But no, <laughs> how morbid. This is a Christmas and birthday episode, and we're sitting here talking about death. <laughs> I mean, that's par for the course when it's you and me on the show, Gary. So. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Boy. And of course, it's obvious tonight we are without Sean. Uh, it sucks. I really wanted him to be on a part of the show, and I know Sean wanted to be here tonight. But honestly, this is the holidays, and we tried to contact Sean, and he was not around. And I, I'm not upset or anything. I, I totally understand that this mm-hmm. guy works hard. He does a lot of things. He does the entire website. He works on a lot of things. Paul, you do a lot of your part, too. Uh, but, you know, I know Sean really does kind of coordinate a lot of the things going on behind the scenes that people don't see. So mm-hmm. I, I want him to enjoy his holiday. And, you know, hey, uh, once again, I mean, it stinks he's not here. I really want him to be here. I wanted to hear about his Christmas. But guess what? I'm sure on Thursday we'll get that opportunity. So no worries over here. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Paul, once again, you, you're 30 years old. How, how does it really feel now to hit the 3-0, man? Well, Gary, I rolled out of bed this morning and popped my back twice and had to sit down for five minutes. So I would say I got off to the right start. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, enjoy your nice, luscious locks that still have color uh, before they start losing into gray and white. Because, oh, man. Uh, You know, I feel like sometimes, like I mentioned last uh, week on the show, I feel like I look at my beard and it's like, oh, look, I... uh, Drop some milk. Nope, that that's definitely permanent. <laughs> you know, I would totally rock a long mane of, like, wispy silver hair. I honest to God would. If it's hair, I'll keep it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> hey, trust me. I'm sure John Cena wants to do the same, but he, he's not succeeded. Yeah. So. <laughs> I am uh, totally boned on that front anyways. I'm, I'm basically guaranteed to be bald uh, somewhere in my many years to come, hopefully, pending, uh, of course, the murder thing doesn't happen. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, the the great thing about Christmas isn't really when you get older; it's getting to watch kids experience all the joy that that you did when you were younger. And I, uh, I know Sean. I think Sean was up early this morning with Anaya, and he was building toys for her and stuff like that. Uh, how about how how did Lily's Christmas go, Gary? It went great because I didn't build toys. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if I would have built toys, then our Christmas may have lacked a lot of the luster and enjoyment, and I'm sure disappointment would have been in the air. Um, but, you know, I'm thankful that we, we got to really enjoy ourselves this morning. My sister came in from out of town. from uh, She's in Florida right now in the Jacksonville area. So I uh, got a chance to visit with her and my brother-in-law and, my, of course, my parents and my grandmother. So we, we had a whole family affair, had a really good time. My daughter... 
just really, you know, had a good time opening presents, doing the whole Santa thing. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny because my daughter kind of inherited the reaction that me and my wife kind of have about presents. We really enjoy them, but we don't know how to react. We don't we don't have that whole, yeah, inside us. We don't have that. <laughs> um, so we kind of... You know, kind of smirk a little bit. Thank you, and I, yeah, great. And then inside, you're like, "That's freaking awesome." Uh, so I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't. And then my daughter does the same thing. She kind of no sells some of these gifts, and you're like, "Oh God, please, for your grandmother's sake, please jump up and down or something." Uh, her heart was set on you, like freaking out about this, and you're not. So, uh, but it all worked out great. Yeah, you know, me and my wife spent some uh, extra money on Canadian gifts this year. Um, so. Hopefully, my daughter will enjoy her Mia and Me uh, toy set that we got her. <laughs> I, it just amazes me. There's these little toys, like, you know, cost up to 100 bucks. I'm like, even in a oh unicorn by itself? Oh, I know, dude. And it's, it's like, are you kidding me? So, yeah, we dropped some coin on that. But mm-hmm. I, I know she enjoys it. She loves the show and all that. I'm just, I got to figure this out. I should have called Renee Young to hook us up or Tom <laughs> Dillinger or somebody who who knows about this Canadian stuff. But, yeah. uh,. Yeah. So anyway, we had a great Christmas, man. Just That's really enjoyed great, ourselves. Man. Went to my, my my in-laws, and uh, you know, just just really had a good time this this year. So it's it's Christmas is just full of fun, and that's mm-hmm. what's so sad is when it's over. You just you you just now you have to wait another three sixty five till it happens all over again. I feel you, man. I, I'm at that age now too, um, where I'm more excited. You know, as much as the big ticket stuff like video games and stuff like that's always appreciated, or gift cards or, or whatever. Like, I, I almost get more excited about getting, like, jeans and socks and, and stuff like that just because it's stuff I don't have to buy for myself. So oh. <laughs> I think yeah. uh, that's when you know you've hit adult, I guess, is when you're more excited about clothes than anything else. It, it, you're exactly right. And, you know, I, I, it's kind of funny. I, I I think about this every year now. I really, really do because, you know, I, I buy these toys for my daughter and I remember all the great toys. But now, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, we had game. Okay, so. Christmas Eve with my family, we did a Christmas Eve game night, and oh, that included cool. ca- cash prizes, gift mm-hmm. cards, and on all these various games we played, and uh, we had a blast. I mean, that was one of the most fun things you could do, just it's trying to you know compete with each other and get these prizes and stuff like that. And you know that's a lot of good stuff, but you know mm-hmm. when I was younger, I've been like, I don't want uh, that's fine, but I want the big ticket item. I don't, I don't want a gift card at Wendy's. And now I'm like, yes. Oh God, I don't have to spend five bucks at Wendy's. Oh yeah. Yes. Win. I just won the world, you know, and those little tidbits of, you know, fun, but also saving you money during your week is a great uh, deal too. It's the best. So, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So, you know, and for you, it's kind of a double, you know, fun. You get your birthday, you get Christmas. My wife's birthday is literally in ten days, so she oh, wow. gets a little bit of double dose of both parties, and it gives, at least it gives me a chance to get my Christmas bonus before I go buy her present. So, <laughs> you know, that's a that's a, a world saver right there. So, if she's like us, just get her a nice pair of socks, Gary. Yeah, she get her. <laughs> She, she's old, you know. I know. I'm not gonna say she's old. She's very, very young. Uh, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. No, hold on. Let me back up. Not that young, people. Not no. Okay, I, I'm gonna stop and talking now. I'm this just gonna say a she's smart idea. An adult that is very competent. Uh, you know. But the, and, and before we move out of the Christmas stuff, I gotta say this, Paul. 
I saw that you liked my post on Facebook. Did you enjoy that Christmas cookie my father-in-law made me? Uh, d- d- you attacking it with a fork was just one of the best pictures I've seen all day. <laughs> okay, so you saw the pecan pie picture. Did you get a chance to see the Christmas cookie that I, I had? I saw the cookie. I saw you attacking the pie. Uh, okay. And I could imagine Amanda rolling her eyes every time she looked at you. <laughs> I should probably send you, or you can get on Facebook and, and put the synopsis of today's show. I have a Christmas cookie. My father-in-law hands me when I get to their house, and it is basically a gingerbread man with giant boobs. So <laughs> No, I saw that one too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was very, he's like, I got this for you. And I was like, oh, wow, well. You know, I, I don't know what to say. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it, it, it was pretty entertaining. So I've had a really well-rounded, fun Christmas with cookies, with boobs, and watching children open toys. So Definitely not an all-ages show over here. <laughs> yeah, sorry, folks. I didn't mean to ruin it for you. Oh, your your car ride, but uh, yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Well, that is our beginning of the show, folks. We we've, we just had so much fun in this holiday, and I'm sure Paul and I could go on and on and on all our great holiday stories. And uh, I'll be talking to Paul off air about his birthday presents because I'm really curious. But I, I don't want to prolong the uh, great stuff we have coming for everyone. We got some really interesting tidbits of wrestling news this week. Uh, you know, some more information about Ronda Rousey and the Rumble. We're going to talk a, a little bit about more some other things that are going on when it comes to the rumor mill and what's you know not there. So, which are, trust me, quickest is going to be really interesting. And then we also got Ring of Honor to talk about from this week, and it was also a big Christmas Ring of Honor. So, lots of fun stuff still to come. So, don't uh, worry, you, you're going to get full of wrestling uh, and, and really excited about it. So, let's go ahead and do that, though. Let's go ahead and jump into some quick hits, Paul. It's time for Wrestling News. Quick hits. Take it away, Gary. All right, everybody. Well, let's get this thing started the right way, and let's really kind of start talking about what's been going on. And, you know, what's fun is, you know, WB has, you know, a lot of reports that come out, and especially around Christmas time, you're wondering what's going on and what's some of the good things coming out. Well, sadly, they had one big report come out that is not so exciting and was not very much a uh, gift, per se. Dean Ambrose, apparently, will be out nine months with that elbow injury, Paul. That is not something I wanted to hear, not something a lot of people wanted to hear. We kind of chatted about this on Raw a little bit, but let's go ahead and just, we could focus focus on Dean Ambrose right here. Mm-hmm. That's a long time span to be without a guy. A long time for him to be off TV. Man, this this must be really serious. Yeah, we're talking missing the Rumble. We're talking missing WrestleMania. We're talking missing SummerSlam, uh, quite possibly, unless, you know, they've just overextended his healing time or whatever. But it, I, we know it was surgery on his elbow, and I, I don't think they've really come out and said for what yet, but it has to be like his like some of his tendons just had to completely rupture and he has to go through a bunch of physical therapy is what has to happen here because that is a long, long time uh, for your elbow. And obviously there's a lot of little things in there that can go wrong. You know, your joints are very, um, very sensitive to injury and all that, especially because they receive most of the movement that you do throughout the day. So... I, it's just nine months. That is a long time. And maybe maybe this is a good thing in hindsight, too, because you have a lot of people out there who are like, you know, Dean's great and all, but it's just, you know, he's Dean. So maybe some uh, some absence here will make the heart grow fonder. 
Yeah, I, I think honestly, the heart growing fonder is what he does need, like you're saying here. And, and for me personally, I, I really was not excited about the path that they supposedly had coming up for him. And that was for him to be the guy that turns heel on the shield. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, going on from that, because it really wasn't about Dean Ambrose. I have no problem with Dean Ambrose turning heel. I really don't. I think it fits him. Like, maybe face or heel, I think he's one of those guys you could say very dual character, has an opportunity to play both parts very well. But it it was more about seeing the shield break up basically the same way, just without Triple H. Mm -hmm. And I just don't know if I wanted to see that again. And that's just, that's the fact of the matter. Now, we have all that taken away from us, but we also have a guy that was really, I, I would say, a, a great part of WB's, you know, just wheelhouse of bringing great characters. So that's the one thing they're going to miss. They're going to miss a great superstar that brings fans to shows that, you know, of course, was a part of the Shield, which mm-hmm. was a big deal. So they're changing everything now because of this guy. I, I just, I really wonder. Do you, do you think this whole absence, you know, makes a hard grow fonder thing is really going to turn out the way we want it to? Or do you think fans are kind of, honestly, maybe just put him in the background and not even think about him? Do you think he's a guy that people will continually think about? I, on my end, I really hope so. I'm a big Dean Ambrose fan. And, and I'll say this, because I think if we're going to take a recent comparison into fact is Seth Rollins, who obviously got hurt for a long time. Or it wasn't even that long. I think it was only four months. But he hurt his knee... Uh, where he was basically at the height of his popularity and then comes back and it's just, it's all gone. You know, everybody's sort of moved on in that time and sort of looked to other people that WWE had started pushing in light of him not being there anymore. Dean arguably was not as hot as Seth was when he got hurt as far as momentum and all that's going, but... You know, I I do think it's somebody people will care about and him sort of disappearing... uh, I'd, I'd like to think people are going to care when he comes back. I really, really do. I, I can't really look into the future, but I would be willing to say that unless they have something super, you know, interesting planned for him when he comes back, I don't know. I, people might go ho-hum at him just because that's sort of been where he's been at since, uh, you know, basically before the Shield got back together during, uh, you know, till he won the Intercontinental title over on SmackDown and then the trade and all that, so been sort of down low and then only started rising and now the shields angle is sort of in jeopardy right because everybody either roman's sick or now dean's hurt and they haven't really got to cook that angle any it's just been sort of languishing uh as you know they're they're together but not really because you know one of them's not here every week exactly in a way i think that just without saying it right now the shield is dissolved. <laughs> they, they, you almost have to. You're, I mean, you're not adding a third member without Dean or a fourth member uh, to fill the third member spot. You're not going to do that unless you're just really having plans for the shield. And I don't think the shield is really their big focus. I don't think they really care right now what's going on with the shield because it's just about Roman heading towards WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's about whatever they have going on with Seth Rollins and whatever they had with him and Dean Ambrose. So it completely changes things going into WrestleMania, but I don't think to the extent where it made them really configure things in a whole different mindset. I think it it probably put a hitch in their giddy-up, if you'll say it that way, but it was probably something they could put a Band-Aid on and move past. Now, once again, me and 
you don't have that opportunity to really know what their end game is. We can guess all day, mm-hmm. but without that knowledge, it's kind of hard for us to really figure out how badly this injury affects WWE's, you know, movement forward towards WrestleMania. Right. Uh, but you know, I just, I, I, like I said, I have my concerns about Dean Ambrose for the fact, like you said, not coming off a hot run mm-hmm. doing okay. I'm trying to think in nine months what the pay-per-view is going to be or what, what big show is going to be because it, it would be really cool for him just to pop up somewhere and to make his presence known again, you know, close to a year from now. Um, but, I mean, I just think to myself, you know, how are they going to bring this guy back? And if they bring him back, is he going to get the response that he really needs, you know? Uh, so just a few concerns. Yeah, that'd be like September October mm-hmm. time, maybe early, maybe August if if they're lucky. But um, you know, which I think August would still be SummerSlam. But anywhere after that, sort of where they start hitting towards the downtrend, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. fall and the and the winter time. So I don't know. It seems like though that they're trying to plug the hole with with Jason Jordan. Um, what what if he sort of ends up being the third guy in the Shield for a little bit and then turns and breaks it up and suddenly you have him to blame for everything. I just threw up a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> uh, no, that cannot happen. Uh, that's just. Uh, okay, so the, my problem with that is, is uh, the, the shield is made up of guys that you can halfway feel like they can get on a motorcycle and look cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't feel like Jason Jordan's there. You don't just think he's not, a weekend warrior, Gary? No, just uh, <laughs> more of a sit on the phone with your girlfriend for four hours kind of guy. Not, <laughs> n- not, not a hey baby, I'll be back after I uh, go for a run on the you know whatever. So, yeah, uh, I, I think you know him and his involvement with Seth Rollins. It's going to bring a new light in a intriguing storyline that we may have lacked with Dean Ambrose there. So I, I'm very appreciative of that. I'll say that. But him actually joining the Shield, it seems a little far fetched for me. If I really didn't care for you know Triple H or Angle donning the uh, the, the whole get up that the Shield has, I, I just could not imagine having this guy Jason Jordan do it either. So. so- so it's instead uh, of your dad dressing up like you for Halloween, now it's your little brother coming along, huh? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yes, thank you. And, and it just makes you feel like, oh, God, I mean, you can't wear that neat cereal at the same time. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah, it is what it is on that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, Jason Jordan is definitely going to bring something, just not as a member of the Shield. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I do love the idea of maybe them making that thought process, you know, out there or put it out there if I could talk. I would love the idea of them bringing out the idea that wonder if we could put him on the shield or wonder if he actually asked if he can join. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, he's like, I'm the tag team champions with you, Seth. What if I just join the shield? Me, you, and Roman will take the world. And then I'd love to see the rejection too. So, yeah. Which. Could shake things up between those two. Exactly. Again. So, really interesting. But, you know, I, I hope Dean Ambrose gets better. This is a, a definitely a, a big disappointment for him. And, it, it, you know, maybe this, uh, it, like I said on Raw, I hate to say it, but maybe it makes things better for Jason Jordan. Maybe it makes things better for the storyline. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I mean, plus he gets to hang out at home with Renee. 
There's no losers there. No, not at all. Uh, I think you know uh, that that they should make the new reality show. They should do that. That'd be great. I'd, watch I'd that. love to see that. Yeah, yeah. Those two are crazy cats. I, I think that they would definitely be really interesting to watch. So maybe we could uh, send that you know letter to Vince and ask him if he'd be willing to do it. We'd probably just get a XFL response. <laughs> no <Nope>, money. <laughs> Money's going here. No one else gets paid. No one else. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's talk about people who are getting paid, and that's the folks in New Japan. They just surpassed 30,000 sold tickets for Wrestle Kingdom 12, Paul. Yeah, man, that, it's, it, trust me. The card looks great. Mm-hmm. The main of, dual main events look amazing. I, I, it doesn't surprise me, really. I don't know if we should be surprised either because they've continually upticked uh, these last couple of years, but they're they're – well over Wrestle Kingdom 10's uh, sold tickets, which was somewhere in the 25,000 area. They're, they're over last year's, which I think was 28,000. Uh, and they're they're already, obviously, well over where they've sold the past couple of years as far as tickets go at this point in, the, in 2017, too. So, you know, it, it's no telling how many they're going to paper either because they do do that to help fill out the Tokyo Dome sun. Uh, but it's great to see them getting this this huge response for all of this. Not not only is Okada and Ayato sure to be just ridiculously hot fire, but I mean, I mean you hear it in the intro every week now. It's 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 instead of hashtag Alpha versus Omega, it's hashtag Aroused over here for for Jericho Omega. So <laughs> yeah, definitely, and <laughs> I, I still love it. You know, but the one thing I will say is that New Japan has been on an upswing, and Absolutely. like you said, not a, a big surprise. But at the same time, I mean, this is great for them to see that their sales are going up. It's not just wrestling fans talking about them it's actually wrestling fans going out there and purchasing their product which is seats uh, i'm sure the merchandising is going up and all the things that they want to see is really happening right now and yeah. so mm-hmm, go ahead. I-, I was about to, they have like a fan access deal like a wrestling festival i think the day before that has sold out i'm sure new year's dash the event uh over at kirk and hall the day afterwards has sold out um because it usually does sell out pretty well in advance now it, it's it's really cool, and not to mention, I mean, I'm, granted, I am a part of a couple of uh, Puroresu groups over on Facebook, but you have a lot of people actually flying out there now that from the states or from Canada or from all over the world. Now it's sort of becoming uh, more like a modern day WrestleMania thing now, where people are flying in to watch this, which maybe WWE could take a note of as far as doing an international WrestleMania if they wanted to. Of people will fly if you if you put on the right show. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. And I don't think it's something that uh, they're not paying attention to. I, I think they're definitely paying attention to this. I think they're really focusing on it and watching it. Now, I mean, maybe it's not the center of Vince's world, but I right. think he is paying attention. I think he's got people probably really working on it. I, I would not doubt he has some people following up on this and seeing the success that's going on there in New Japan and why they're being successful, what's going on, just so he can either mirror it or he can take notes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he, the guy's got a busy plate on him, uh, in front of him, and he's got a lot of other things going on. But he, he's not a dumb guy. He, he's a businessman that's made millions and millions of dollars for a reason. Right. So, but let's trust me, uh, this guy is paying attention. And I think for New Japan... I think that they're understanding that right now this is the time to hit the mark, to do the biggest things that they can to continue this train along, to continue selling out these buildings, to continue 
building the biggest Wrestle Kingdom they can build. Mm-hmm. And I think they're really being successful right now. I really love this upswing and really excited to see what they do in the future because it, it would not surprise me if, you know, they really start hitting some benchmarks and really pushing things to to where they never thought they would go. So they just got to keep doing what they're doing. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. And, Keep getting the talent they have, uh, and also adding big names like Jericho is not a bad idea. I, I really love the idea and love the way they did that. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't long ago. I remember Chris Jericho saying, "I'm never going to wrestle anywhere else with WWE." Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, New Japan, Ta-da. and you know, yeah. yeah. And there's a reason. There are guys like Chris Jericho who have plenty of money. Don't go do these things just because. Well, they're doing someone. No, they they want to do it. He wants to do it. Mm-hmm. So that means that they've got something good. And, and don't be surprised if they don't, add, you know, down the line get other big names. So. Uh, well, you're talking about big names too, Paul, and, and big shows. Uh, for years and years, WrestleMania has been big. It has had some big main events, but the big you know, thing about the show usually is what match Undertaker is on this card, who he's facing. Well, you know, all the thoughts of Roman Reigns retiring may be false. Uh, we're hearing rumors that Undertaker could be back in business for WrestleMania again this year. Do you think these rumors actually have any truth to them or, you know, how do you feel about the whole thing in general? Boy. Um, so this is also sort of coming like a lot of people are reporting that he's working out again, that he's getting into a a really great shape again. And that, you know, maybe he's looking to try to go out looking great. Uh, because last year, obviously he was working with the, uh, post hip surgery and all that. And then the year before, uh, obviously he, uh, did not have, uh, a whole lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess, uh, he didn't look great in that match either. So maybe it's just him trying to go out looking great once more, but I don't know. I, I thought the way he went out was sort of poetic. It was everything people had been talking about the undertaker going out and doing, um, basically since the idea of the streak, became a marquee icon of WrestleMania these last, God, seven years? Maybe longer than that. I mean, I remember the first big streak match, I guess, was was 25, but I guess you could go back further whenever they just started counting at, like, I guess WrestleMania 18 now. Um, mm-hmm. I really, I, like, he went out to Roman Reigns, who is the guy that WWE had pointed to and said, that's it, um, and sort of got this whole nice ceremony of leaving everything behind in the ring physically and 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 walking out and disappearing underneath the ramp like why why come back and tarnish that you know it's he's supposed to be at the 25th anniversary of Raw show too which I'm kind of excited for I think that'll be really cool obviously since he's been such a big part of the company since then people think he's not coming back just to show up though people think he's coming back to do WrestleMania again. So I I'm not a fan of this idea at all, Gary. I think it's kind of tarnishing what he accomplished. Even though his match with Roman wasn't anything special, it still I think it was everything it should have been. He put over the new guy, he left everything behind. It was a very sort of perfect way to end a career, if you ask me. Yeah, I think if that's what they wanted, it's the perfect way they should have ended his career. Uh 
you know, I, I I get the Roman Reigns thing, although I'm not a still a big fan of, you know, the yard thing going to Roman. Still kind of feels weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll just give him his credit. Yes, I mean, this is great for him, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I want to say this. I don't really want to see Undertaker in a singles match against a, another big name or up-and-coming name. I, I, I don't really need that. I don't know if I'm wrong on that, Paul. I, I just don't really need it. I don't think it really matters anymore because you did what you wanted. You accomplished all the big things. You've had some giant names that you faced Russell at WrestleMania. You you took on that you know young guy and you put him over. Mm-hmm. You did everything you needed to do. Yeah. I mean, so uh, the way I'm looking at it and the way I'm hoping this goes, and I'm probably wrong, I, I would love the idea of the Brothers of Destruction getting back together mm-hmm. just for one last ta-da. Mm-hmm. One last thing. I'm not saying they need to get into a feud with one of the tag teams or anything, but it was something needs to happen where those two guys get together, do their thing, and at WrestleMania, maybe let them both walk into the sunset together. For me... That was always kind of the dream scenario. And it didn't even have to be a tag team match, even though that would be cool. It was more of, let them go out there one last time, one-on-one. You can do all the over-the-top shenanigans and and crazy build you want for these two. And the ring suddenly goes dark. There's this huge explosion, and there's just nothing left. You know, and they're just gone. And I, I felt like that would be kind of cool for somebody... For two people whose gimmicks have been not only so wrapped up in each other, but so wrapped up in, in stage production and light tricks, for you to sort of do it all in one big blaze of glory and then call it a day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And this is the perfect place to have all those theatrics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the perfect setting. And why not go out in the biggest show? And not only that, I mean, Take advantage of the opportunity for you know Glenn Jacobs you know to to be able to get his goodbye in and you know have you know his opportunity to do it in a big way kind of like you saw Undertaker do it um, and then Kane and whatever I think uh, the character has that mystique about him we've seen him kind of go inside the ring and drag people down I would just love that like he goes to the ring or. Something happens to where those guys just kind of descend and just as if they're going to the underworld. I would love it. I'd love to see it that way. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be one of those WrestleMania moments and no one would really forget. They'd always remember it. And those two guys can go on and rest their lives and do great things, you know? So I don't know. I just, once again, I don't need to see Undertaker going out there and having a big match with AJ Styles. I just don't need it. Yeah, you know, I'll watch AJ wrestle the Undertaker. I'll take that. You know, <laughs> I, you know, and, and as it sounds fun, it sounds pretty. But I just, I'm I, as much as I love AJ matches, I just don't need it. Mm-hmm. I, I, it doesn't have to happen. It's not on my bucket list. So just, just the way I look at it. But um, anyway, the WrestleMania is going to be fun no matter what. And if Undertaker is there, well, good. And if not, I, you know, also. Good. Uh, Ronda Rousey is someone else we've kind of been talking about lately because we've had lots of rumors about her possibly being a part of the Royal Rumble for the women. And 
You know, it, it seems like that'd be great. I'm, I'm honestly, you know, all in favor of that. But what we're hearing now with some sources is that she'll be doing a movie, and that movie actually films through Royal Rumble. So she may actually not be a part of it, and that could mean that the thought process going to a WrestleMania also may change. She may still be a part of WrestleMania. She just may not enter in in that Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's filming a movie, A Mile 22, with Mark Wahlberg. So uh, some some big names right there, or one name. Um, What do you think about this? Do Do you think that there's any credence to her filming instead of being a part of Royal Rumble? Do you think they'll let her off a weekend to go to the Rumble? How do you feel this could turn out? You know, it's very possible. Um, I mean, it wasn't just but a couple of weeks ago we were talking about her signing was imminent, and now suddenly this comes up. So maybe it's just more of internet news sites and uh, podcasts like us falling victim to the ho-hum, maybe yes, maybe no reporting that goes around uh, news sites. But, you know, there's nothing saying that they, they hammer out a deal real quick, and she shows up that day and then is instantly back on set the next day, and... There you go, right? And and that's that's great and awesome and and all that and it still brings the name power. I think you want to a match like this if you're looking for outside names. If they don't, um, I think that's right. I mean, I just think that means they're going to take their time with this. They're going to use her at WrestleMania because um, I it's it's not really a question of if now it's when I think for Ronda uh, whenever that day comes, it just might be a little longer than what we thought initially. Yeah, and you know, it, like I said about the Undertaker, if it happens, it happens, and if it doesn't, it doesn't. And I would love to see her uh, the Rumble only because of the fact that these entrances are such a big deal. They're so much fun. You count down just to get the surprise of who's next. I mean, it, it's kind of funny. We're, we're we're sitting here uh, on a Christmas episode, basically, and it's like opening up a gift every Rumble. Uh, every time I, if someone comes in with their entrance, it's a new gift, and you're excited about seeing what's going to take place and it's just the way that all full unfolds and just to see you know ronda rousey someone everybody's been waiting for for a long time to come out during well i don't know number 25 or so that would just be the biggest deal it'd be so exciting and i think it would make that royal rumble super special uh, if it doesn't though i'm sure they'll have some great things take place we'll fly some other People that we would never thought would come out are going to come out at that Rumble. So, I mean, it, it probably won't kill the show or anything. It's just, you know, you want the best, and that would probably be the biggest, best surprise. So, uh, you know. But, you know, once again, it's Ronda Rousey's training still. She's still learning how to be a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. So don't expect to come in here and just all of a sudden be game busters and take everybody down and, and just know it's, it's going to probably be something that's going to protect her. And, and of course, you know, be impactful, but it'd be something where it won't be over the top. So that's another reason why it may not be a bad idea to hold her off a little longer, right. get her more training, get her more opportunities to look good before she actually gets out there in front of thousands of people and millions of people around the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see, though. Like I said, this is rumors. These are all things. I, to me, this is almost like a smoke or uh, just, a, just a way, a sleight of hand. Uh, hey, guys, this is not ever going to happen because of this. And then, mm-hmm. oh, ha, ha, we tricked you. He was here all along. Exactly. So. Very much WWE style. Yep. Uh, well, let's talk about what's going on over in uh, – oh, I'm going to mention this. We're talking about a big surprise. I'm going to jump to this real quick. Uh, James Storm 
is a guy that we've kind of been curious where he's going to go next. You know, what's going to happen with him because he left Impact. He likes surprises, like we were talking about. In fact, he said if he goes to NXT, that's fine with him. But he wants it to be a surprise wherever he goes because he wants to be a big deal coming in and making his run. I mean, I, I think that's great, but I mean, uh, to me, Paul, you'd almost have to have an audience that really follows wrestling pretty well because, let's be honest, the Impact audience isn't just gigantic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess it'd be a surprise to some, but we've seen him on NXT before. I, I don't know. What do you think about what he's thinking here? Um, so his his next move is supposedly big, uh, according to him. He did this interview on a podcast where he talked about all this. You know, I... I am nowhere. I am not James Storm's biggest fan. Uh, I've made that I think fairly plain throughout <laughs> my time on this show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty clear. Uh, so honestly, I don't really care. But I don't think he would be making a big deal out of this unless it was someplace that mattered. So I'm gonna say it, it's got to be somebody with TV, and and to me, it's almost got to seem outlandish. So it has me looking. At Lucha Underground, Gary. Wow. Now that's a really interesting move. And I'll be honest with you. I know you're not a fan of James Storm, but if Lucha Underground is losing some big names, that's a name that could be fun because they can definitely play off that cowboy gimmick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And could you imagine the temple and here a guy comes riding up on a horse. <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, not John Wayne. It's it's not, not yeah. It's it's James Storm. I have, so. to, I have to keep from crying, Gary, I because know. it could be a real thing. <laughs> well, okay. So you think they may take a little bit off the Dark Tower series? You know how you know, they had you know a good old boy western, you know, Roland coming into play and having that that mystical six shooter. Think about James Storm and his six shooter. <laughs> Think about what they could do with that. I mean, they like to kill people. They do. Yeah, he could kill people. You know, I mean, they are Tejano's already kind of doing a cowboy thing too, and they like tying gimmicks into each other. I mean, who says James Storm doesn't show up and try to help him get out of that contract he's got now with? Uh, oh, uh, famous oh, B. yes, yes, famous B. There you go. Yeah, that, he, you're maybe right on that. Maybe Tejano says, I'm going to call in a favor. And he calls in Van Storm. <laughs> and he says, you've come from a long, distant land that many have not seen. He goes, I agree. <laughs> Canada is a long way. <laughs> yeah. And so is Pop TV on your remote control. <laughs> just, just being honest out there. I, I don't hate it. I enjoy Pop TV's Impact Wrestling. Just, I'm just saying. Um, you, you know, yeah. I say that too, but with Aralucha may or may not becoming a thing either, um, he could end up there too, I guess as well. Yeah, and you know, getting you know uh, used in a performance that has Conan involved, mm-hmm. not a bad deal. Not not a, not really a bad deal at all. So yeah, I mean, if they keep filming in Tennessee too, that's just basically where he came up. As far as TNA comes too, so I mean, it's he'd have a lot of name value there. Yeah, very true. Uh, and you know, and if NXT was in the mix here, 
I mean, at least he would be involved in a brand that, you know, has lots of eyes, has lots of things going good for guys that were former Impact wrestlers, you know? Very, very true. And it's, you know, just because he's not my cup of tea doesn't mean he's not everybody else's, and, and he is a veteran, um, which, you know, we, we, we've we sort of seen them start to pick up more of those and leave them there, uh, sort of let them help coach up people, which is kind of cool, so. Mm-hmm. Not, not, honestly, not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Not, not a bad idea at all. So, wherever James Storm is going, um, I'm, I'm sure it'll be very interesting, and, and I'm ready to find out. So, uh, let's talk about a guy that uh, has had some difficulties, uh, and that is uh, one of my uh, not favorite people. One of my people that uh, I like to talk about because uh, it's always a new story. It's always intriguing to find out why he is where he is or why he's doing what he's doing, and that's Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Jeff Jarrett has now completed his rehab, and he is off to do whatever else he's going to do. But, I mean, this is a good deal. You you always are happy to hear that people complete rehab. But my biggest question to you, Paul, is, you know, he got in this situation, and he's out. But, I mean, things were not going terribly for him. At least it seemed like it. Maybe it was. I don't know. What do you think about this whole thing, though? I mean, I, you got to be proud for the guy that he's out, but do you trust that you know he could be over with this whole thing? And not only that, I mean, where does he go now? He, he's basically out there with just Amp TV that doesn't air and a GFW brand that is really, I, I would say, non-existent at the moment. Almost sort of co-opted, too, into whatever they're doing over there on Impact. They're still using those championships they had made for for GFW version of Impact. So, you know, I I, honest to God don't know either. Do you call GFW bust and let it go and just try to maybe, you know, if you want to keep wrestling, then keep trying to find yourself places that'll have you? Do you... Do you go in with Aerolux now? Do you? I mean, I, the, I think there are directions for him if he still wants to be running a business, as it were. Um, but I mean, I, I think the chief thing here is one that he's that he's healthy. He got out in time to to spend the holidays with his family, and uh, this is of course the rehab stint that was sponsored by WWE through that program as well. So. Um, I mean, it's all good things sort of happening from there over there. As far as wrestling goes, I, I almost say call it a day because every time you keep trying to dive into something like this, you keep hearing about one of these, you know, pesky alcohol problems or a substance abuse problem coming up, and suddenly he's out and and bad things are happening to a company that he's running, and that's all she wrote, you know. Yeah, and right now, as it sits, I mean, there's lots of wrestling companies out there right now. There's lots of different people that, you know, have kind of spread their wings and flown to different promotions. The thing is, though, is I think his time may have passed him by because if you look, Air Lucha's coming out. Uh, you have Lucha Underground still alive. You you know, New Japan's kicking butt. WB is still doing their thing. You've got Ring of Honor. You know, it's kind of staying in the same place, but they're really not falling. Um, I mean, so the talent is kind of spread around. And then not including these indie promotions that have really got some great connections and holding on to their guys. I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, Evolve and you know, even overseas and progress and different places, their talent is, you know, happy. 
They they have no real big reason to leave or go sign another exclusive deal with any other company. In fact, many of these superstars are deciding not to sign exclusive deals for that reason. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know if Jeff Jarrett can get this thing going back or, or try to build something new. Not saying he's not a guy that has connections or you know is talented at what he does. It's just that it just seems like this business has changed, and it's not that same old format that you know he once could take advantage of and get guys on board and keep them on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously not to say that you know Aralucha might might take him in or something like that, since they are running in Tennessee, like I said earlier, or uh, if he decides he wants to throw his money behind Lucha Underground, if that's something he wants to do. I mean, there there are possibilities open to him. I'm not saying that the door is closed, but I mean, if the thought has crossed his mind that maybe he should just try to retire and live, you know, a happy life with his family now and try to find something else to do if he still wants to work, it might not be a bad idea to at least contemplate. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm right there with you on that. And, you know, I, I like Jeff Jarrett okay. I was kidding about, you know, him being, you know, always controversial, which he, he is at times, but I think also includes a lot of the people around him, too. It's not just him. There's usually a lot of controversy surrounding this guy. I think, you know, for the most part, though, we've all kind of have to, to, to follow our heart, and if this is what makes Jeff Jarrett happy, I hope he does it. Uh, if it's causing him to, to go down those paths of alcoholism or any other kind of substance abuse, maybe this is not the place to be, and maybe he should go spend time with his family and find something else to get invested in. So, mm-hmm. um, best to Jeff Jarrett, though. I Absolutely. really do hope he gets. Yeah. So, hats off for completing rehab too. It's it's great yeah. that he sticks with it and finished and and got out. You know, good deal. All right, well, there you go, guys. That is quick hits for this episode. But now we are about to jump into some Ring of Honor. That's right. We are about to do it. Let's do it now, Paul. Let's do it. All right. So uh, as Gary mentioned at the top, this is a special sort of Christmas edition of uh, Ring of Honor television. So... Um, not a whole lot happening here. We're not even into the post or you know, post-final battle pay-per-view tapings yet. So, uh, we open the show with Cody and Dalton opening gifts to determine who their tag team partners will be for the big 10 man tag team main event this evening. Uh, we get a lot of these packages throughout the evening and most of them are kind of funny. Uh, Cody ends up opening his last ones and, and just looks real sad and dejected and, and, <laughs> says he he doesn't get to be with any of his friends. Christmas sucks, and he wants everybody to remember that. Meanwhile, Dalton opens one backstage and says that it makes things interesting and has this, like, combination panic laughing attack. I didn't really know how to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. It was really kind of awkward at times, but... uh. Uh, it, it, you know, it was just really fun to see these guys did this whole thing, and it was just because they were put in a weird situation where, it, you know, faces or heels could be, you know, teaming up with them. So guys that hated them could be on their team, and guys that loved them could be on their team. Who knows? And that's what made this fun. I love when you have Cody opening up the gift, and he says, does this guy even work here? <laughs> <laughs> I love that, too. So... Those little comments made this fun. I think it's really, you know, a, a neat idea, to be honest with you, because I, I really would have never put this into play. So it's it's kind of cool that they, they came up with this thought process of having, 
you know, the this big ten man tag and uh just kinda adding just random people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll absolutely dive into that a little bit later. But first up, we have the dogs come out, which of course is, is Rhett Titus and Will Ferrara. Uh Rhett has a present with him and has had Will Ferrara dressed up like Rudolph, which looked like just the saddest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. They're taking on Simon Grimm, who is the former Simon Gotch of WWE fame with the Villains, who is teaming up with Flip Gordon. And uh, I'm just going to be honest, Gary, this was very meh. It did not have really a whole lot going on in it. And even Flip Gordon, I don't think, really pulled my interest in any at all. It was just sort of there. You have the dogs win after uh, Simon Grimm takes the present to the face the dogs hit who let the dogs out which is their like compound bulldog thing it's it's i hate that name so much by the way and they, <laughs> they are the winners <laughs> yeah it, it truly uh plays off a song that is truly not grand um <laughs> i mean it was popular for a minute um it's for, years old now too like it's, it's uh, yeah <laughs> hey listen Vince McMahon just heard the song and called these guys and says, "Hey, if you want to be a part of the big company, use this as <laughs> this is the new hip thing, kids." So, oh uh, uh, boy, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it's it's a silly name, but they're just going on with a silly gimmick. Right. This is all it is. So, I, I don't have a whole lot of expectations out of this. Uh, and the, you're right, the match itself really was nothing to write home about. It. <laughs> It did what it needed to do. It got a match out there with guys, you know, goofy costumes, wrestling, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it it really, yeah, I don't even really know what to say. It was just an average match. I I didn't really have any feeling either way coming out of it. Yeah, I I didn't either. It's, it's just there and existing, and that's not at all what you want. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's fun with the heel move of getting hit in the head with a gift, but they should have opened the gift and showed what he got hit in the head with. Yeah, that would have been cool. They didn't even yeah, I mean, do that, yeah. I, I just kind of felt like when they did that, I was like, and, okay, so now I just have to just imagine that this guy is doing a great sell job over what? I mean, it, it was this a pan or was this a t-shirt i, I don't know it wasn't that <laughs> could have been I mean, uh the t-shirt money the young bucks had earned this year uh well then that 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 wouldn't knock anybody out so, <laughs> I don't, it may even kills a man it, uh, it might <laughs> uh, so you know who, who knows yeah who knows uh Later on in the evening, we get a Women of Honor highlight package of everything, basically of all the big events that happened in 2017. So uh, Mandy Leon and Kelly Klein, of course, got to get, uh, they went on an excursion to stardom uh, throughout the end of summer and most of fall, uh, participated in their big tournament over there, the Five Star Grand Prix, and then all, all this other stuff. And the big storyline this year was, of course, Deanna Perrazzo, Kelly Klein, and Karen Q basically fighting over who gets to beat Kelly Klein, which turned into Karen turning on Deanna and, and led to a big uh, no-DQ match that I would actually recommend people go find. It's pretty good. Uh, and basically, obviously, we know now there's going to be a Women of Honor tournament next year to crown the first Women of Honor champion. 16 names is what I have heard so far and, and sort of the impression I've gotten from uh, social media messages and stuff like that. 
I feel like they're going to need more of these and more of a presence on Ring of Honor television if we are going to do this, you know, sort of dive in full force now with a championship. So I want to know if this piqued your interest at all, Gary, because I, I know not there's one. I bet there's not a ton of people out there who follow Women of Honor very closely. Um, so did this do anything to sort of get you interested at all in the concept and seeing these girls and seeing anything from this brand? Well, as one of those people, uh, I would say, yeah, I I felt like it was something that needed to be shown. Mm -hmm. I, for a long time, have thought that they need to put a little bit more focus on that division only because, well, let's be honest, if it's not on television, no one's really thinking about it unless you're doing what you do, Paul, and and that's get on and watch the videos that they have Mm -hmm. and really focus on that division. Whereas if you're not, you're just watching a television program like I do. You really don't even second guess, or you really don't even think about it. It's just not a part of your repertoire. You're just not into it. So I think it's great. They told you a little bit of the story. They kind of got you interested in what they're doing. And they do need to give these gals an opportunity to get on TV and to do something, if not anything else, but to cut a promo here or there, or to have a quick match, or you know, maybe have longer matches where that matter and explain to the fans these matches matter. That's why yeah. we're having them on TV, and this is why we have a Ring of Honor Women's Championship. That, I mean, on, what are you going to do? Have a championship for something no one ever sees? That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm very hopeful a majority of the tournament gets televised, or at least given to you in some format, and then they hype it on television, because, like you said, if you're going to have a championship, you want people to watch, you got to point them in the right direction, and, and, and present it to them in the best way you can. And hopefully they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cody comes out before the 10-man tag here and offers to give a present away to the loudest fan in the building. However, he hates Christmas and ends up just stomping on the present in front of everybody's <laughs> face. <laughs> Great move, because that crowd wanted that gift. They did, and they booed him so hard. I, I loved this segment so much. <laughs> it, it was brilliant. What great heel tactics. I, you got to give it to Cody. He knows what he's doing. He does. He sure does. Uh, so we have Team Cody, which is, of course, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Josh the Goods Woods, Chris Sabin, and Punishment Martinez taking on Team Dalton, which is Dalton Castle, Silas Young, Hanson, Jonathan Gresham, and the person who I suppose was making thing, things interesting, that's the villain Marty Scroll, uh, who they they have a lot of fun. Uh, basically, with all the pairings in this match, you get uh, a fun interaction with Hanson and Punishment Martinez. Cody and Marty Scroll do everything they can to not fight each other. Whereas we know that the members of Seek and Destroy, like Chris Sabin and Jonathan Gresham, have no problem beating the crap out of each other. And I kind of like the subtle tease here of Silas and Dalton not really getting along. Uh, because obviously, Silas would not think Dalton is a real man at all. <laughs> so Yeah, they've had their issues. <laughs> uh, Dalton ends up winning this for his team with the bangerang on Scorpio Sky. And th- this is just a fun match. It- it's... It's not really all that serious. You have all the dives that you would expect in, in something like this. You have some fun shenanigans going on, especially between Cody and Marty. And, and really, the rest of the team at large, too, gets in on it as well. And eventually, had the big finisher fest here at the end before the finish, as I just mentioned, finally comes. So, yeah, I 
I would recommend this, honestly. This this was a fun match. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, I, like you said, there were some big moments, but those moments were really about just kind of, you know, getting fans, you know, going, excited mm-hmm. about the match. It really wasn't anything that was going to, you know, build to the future or anything like that. Right. That's not what this match was about. This was really just about entertaining the fans. And I think they did a great job of it. I really do. I think they had something here for the fact that you got to see all those great pairings that you just mentioned. So I, I really think to myself, is it a you know a great match? Probably not, but it was worth your time. It's it is entertaining, and I think that these kind of matches do matter uh, because you know people get a chance to see these guys in action, and they get a chance to really kind of make up their mind who they like and who they don't. Exactly. I mean, th- these are the matches that may not you know have title implications implications but they also you know give you some of these you know moments like dalton castle getting in the middle of the ring and basically trying to settle everybody down and christmas spirit and then he gets all attacking things like that (laughs) those moments are are moments that grab your attention and make you focus on them so i I, nonetheless a very okay match entertaining it did does have its moments where you you should pay attention. So good stuff. I, I I have no problem. It's it's really a gimmick match anyway. Exactly, exactly, and, and it's just good, clean fun. You know, it doesn't always have to be so serious with wrestling. I think that's what basically this match every year tries to go out and prove. So, mm-hmm. yeah, very true. Yeah. Ne- next week is is a best of show. Um, they're going to talk about stuff from the UK tour that took place earlier this year, which. I guess me and Gary will have to talk about if we're going to cover or not, but uh, that's your Ring of Honor for the week. Yeah, definitely. And, of course, you know, make sure you tune in uh, for all the great, you know, Ring of Honor segments that we have because, you know, we're going to be building to some of the cool things. And that's what I love about doing Ring of Honor on this show every week because there's some great things coming our way. We're just not getting to them next week because, really, like Paul said, not a giant story or anything coming your way with, you know, kind of rehashing clips and all that. But we'll we'll figure out what we're doing on that. Uh, But, yes, and it also means it's the end of our episode. Uh, We've had a really fun time, really exciting uh, to, to see what's going on in the world of wrestling, some of the big things coming out. And, of course, we've got a big new year coming your way. Really excited about what 2018 is going to bring for wrestling, and we will be here covering it all in 2018. Uh, make sure you go check out W2Mnet.com. That's the place where you find us and a lot of other great wrestling podcasts. And, of course, podcasts from the worlds of sports, entertainment, and video games as well. So you don't miss a minute of that. Also, Wrestling of the Max or the W2M Network, Whatever one you choose, subscribe, rate, and review. Once you do that, you'll get all our great content. You'll also get a little bit of your feedback headed our way. And, of course, you'll be giving us an opportunity to reach many, many more people with that five-star rating. And also, big love to 411mania.com and lastwordonprowrestling.com, both great supporters of ours. Make sure you go check out them and support them. Uh, well, you know, once again, we are sorry that Sean was not able to be with us tonight, but hopefully he will be on Thursday's show, and we'll have some other big things coming your way, some more wrestling news. Hopefully on that episode, we'll be jumping into what we want to see in 2018 when it comes to the world of wrestling. So check out that show. It's going to be so much fun. I'm really, really excited about talking about things like, you know, what's going to possibly happen. I, th- those are always the fun scenarios to get into. Uh, but yeah, but that's it. That's our show. So we thank you once again for joining us. We hope your holiday is great. And until next time, we'll catch you guys down the road. 
Happy holidays, guys. The previous podcast has been an original W2Mnet.com production. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports. From our family to yours, happy holidays and a Merry Christmas.